Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecast, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It is the ultimate in commercial agent training. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, we have an incredible show for you today. There's a big annual report that's been done for many years, and this is put out by NAR, uh, Deloitte, RERC, Citus AMC, and they kind of look at uh, the, the market and what we're seeing and, and what we should expect uh, moving forward. And we're going to talk about some of the highlights of that. Please welcome my guest is Jeff Smith. He's a U.S. real estate lead with Deloitte. Jeff, thanks for joining us, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Jeff, tell us, you know, how many years has this report been done and, and, and how do you guys do it? Michael, um, this report's been done over a dozen years. I'll tell you a little bit about the report, and, and you mentioned it. Um, it's called the Expectations and Market Realities in Real Estate. And this year, the 2021, we always go through and, and have a theme with it. And this year, the, the title was Finding Alpha. You know, and alpha, as you guys know, is like just finding those excess returns over what like benchmark rates would be or benchmark returns would be. It's, um, it's a collaboration between Deloitte, um, the National Association of Realtors, and RERC. And what it does is, like you said, it, it looks back on like prior year expectations and says, okay, let's now compare that to where we are. And that was pretty interesting last year when you think about, we put out the report and then really the pandemic hit the U.S. At least we all became more aware of it a couple of weeks later. Um, so um, then it compares to, um, you know, where we are and then what they try to do, what we try to do with it is give some insight on where we think the real estate market, and this is both commercial and residential, where it's going. Um, where, I, I just want to plug it a little bit. It can be found on Deloitte.com slash US slash real estate, or you can go to the, the Deloitte.com webpage and find the, the real estate industry page. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about it, what, what's kind of cool that we do is we always put on what's called a, a debrief or a webcast um, the same day that the report's um, put out. And we get some experts on to talk about the report. Real quickly on debriefs, these are you know a series of webcasts that Deloitte sponsors. It's all sorts of different uh, industry topics, including real estate. And on this one, we do something kind of unique where the experts give an overview of the report, but then we go to the audience and we have over four, generally four to 5,000 uh, attendees on this webcast. We ask them the same questions. We've asked them the same questions over the last 11 years, just to get a sense of where, where the audience thinks the market's going and, and what they're thinking. So it's a good way to inform us as well. And it was really cool for me because I was three days into my new um, uh, my new position as the U.S. real estate leader, and so this was one of the first things I was doing. And I got to uh, moderate and host um, that debrief with really three luminaries in their own field. It was Matt Kimmel, who I think you had on your show last year. He's uh, Deloitte's global real estate advisory leader. He leads our valuation practice, and then uh, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist at National Association of Realtors, and then finally Ken Riggs, who is the vice chairman at RERC. So it was, it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I think we've had all of us, the gentlemen on. And so this report came out March 3rd of 2021, 
right? Now, here we are uh, toward the end of May here. Things are moving pretty quickly. So when you did this uh, debrief, what were the some of the takeaways? And, and has that changed since then in your mind? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, it's crazy. This, once the CDC came out with their um, their uh, recommendations, it feels like everything's been turning on, turning on a dime here, even the last in this last week. Um, no mask, no mask. Yeah, no, <laughs> not unless you want. But um, you know, the the report, some of it was talking about where you can find those opportunities in investment and. Well, you know, you have a bunch of real estate people on there and there's a there's a strong belief, genuinely um, belief by those uh, by those groups that commercial real estate in general is a good investment. You know, you got to look at it sector by sector, um, which we can do a little bit, but that it, it's, you know, that it is a good investment. But there's other ways to look for alternative investments. Before you well. before you move on there. Yeah. To play devil's advocate, uh, were you preaching to the choir with these all real estate people? It was mostly real estate people on, <laughs> okay. but it's, we're, we're supporting it with the facts that the, the report goes through. You know, we've got economists who, who uh, put in their information uh, and their history related to looking at the economy, how REITs have performed in different types of economies, and where REITs were performing at the time and where, where we believed it was going. Again, some of the sectors have, I mean, they have some challenges um, that they'll need to work through. Um, but we, the, the group felt pretty good about real estate as an investment. Um, what I was going with this too is that there's, you, you know, what we were trying to challenge everyone to think about is when you think about real estate investment, you've got the traditional, you know, food groups, if you will, uh, industrial retail office, multifamily, um, hospitality, you know, res. Um, but then also, you know, looking at some alternatives, some of the alternatives that are supporting infrastructure, like the data centers and the towers and, you know, with everything that's going on with technology in this day and age, all being supported by 5G, all being supported by carriers, putting a lot of equipment up. Um, that there, that might be an investment um, worth looking at. Um, looking at you know land um, and you know future development for land, and then um, as you probably know, single-family rental has been was hot, continues to be hot, and was projected to continue to be hot. Yeah, so you have these, um, I guess, smaller asset classes that uh, a lot of people are gravitating toward. You know, uh, as you mentioned like uh, self-storage and, and, and medical and, um, you know, and it sounds like the audience on the debrief uh, and the, I guess the report as well is fairly, is fairly positive on the outlook for commercial real estate uh, overall and real estate overall. But what about um, the economy? Uh, what do you guys feel like uh, moving ahead the economy should do? Um, based on the and the report uh, and, and the audience, yeah, I, I'll I'll personally need to leave a lot of the prediction on the economy to the economists. But I'll tell you, I was, I was surrounded by a couple of really strong economists, and you know Lawrence and Ken, and um, I think that you know clearly the the 
in particular, we were comparing to last year, and that's dangerous to do, right? Everything was down last year. So anytime people are comparing percentage increases to prior year, that's going to be something to step back and say, okay, yeah, but what does that really mean? What did, would what did it look like pre-pandemic? But clearly, the economy is recovering. And we felt that in March, and I think like you and I just were talking about, it could even be accelerating, um, or it is accelerating. Um, but this is some of this is going to be, in particular for some of the sectors, you know, retail, hospitality, this is going to really come down to consumers um, ramping up their spending on services. Um, they've shown that they, they'll, they'll spend on goods. And, um, you know, we got to see if they're going to they're going to spend on services. OK, what about um, the capital markets? Uh, what's the report uh, say there? And to, what do you guys think? Capital markets have been, I think, throughout last year and then going into the So I'll, let me start with last year. Throughout last year, I think um, surprisingly very good. Um, uh, the capital was out there um, for those who needed it. Um, the, also, the um, you know going into the pandemic, all of real estate in general was in a better position. Um, but you know, interest rates are still while, while starting to you know we're starting to see the inflation push here. Interest rates were historical at historical lows, and and. I think that uh, the lenders were being pretty prudent. The borrowers going into the pandemic had pretty strong balance sheets. They had, um, you know, long-term maturities um, and fixed rate debt at low rates, uh, which still made them attractive to lend to because there was not as much risk as we've seen in some of the other downturns. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the report related to some of the property types and, uh, if you will, I, I want to skip to the ones I think the audience will feel kind of more uh, interesting at, at the moment. I think everybody feels pretty comfortable that uh, industrials is, is doing well. The yeah. single tenant in that lease world is, is, is doing well. Uh, multifamily uh, really doing well. Um, and, and of course, you know, hospitality, retail and office suffered a little bit more, if you will. In the report, what's the outlook uh, projections for office and uh, and it came out March third, like you said. Here we are, end of May, and and the CDC says oh, you don't have to wear masks if you're vaccinated. Are, are things changing? What do you what, what's your outlook there? Yeah, uh, well, I think that you know the report goes through and talks about you know that there there there's some there's some obvious challenges just from office and the way that. You know, I, I think no one's going to deny that, you know, real estate costs are pretty significant costs for uh, a lot of, you know, uh, users of commercial office space. But it's got a lot of things going for it as well. The long-term leases, as you guys know, and, um, you know, they were well positioned. Most of the office owners have been well positioned with their capital uh, that I, from what we're seeing everyone's holding steady on rate. Um, I'd be interested to hear what you, you're seeing too, but it feels like, and what we're seeing is, is that um, the office uh, landlords are able to hold on rate and that the tenants are, 
you know, it's a big decision to get out of office space and they're not ready, ready to make that decision. And so they're renewing. Now they're maybe giving up a little bit on incentives and with some incentives and some short-term leases, but that, um, but that, you know, at this point, it hasn't been as bad as people maybe thought it was going to be, you know, just 12 months ago. And I think it's all going to come, honestly, Michael, I think it's going to come down to this, what I call a 2080-20 question, which you've got all of these surveys out there that say, you know, what, where do people want to work? And, you know, they're all over the board, but let's say on average about 20% of them say, you know, people want to work from home the whole time. 60% or I say 20, 60-20, 60% say they want a hybrid solution and then 20% say, no, I want to be in the office full time. You know, you can spin that two ways. You can say that 80% of the people want to work from home more, or you can say that no, 80% of the people want to be in the office. And, you know, I, that, that's probably not very different in, in all reality than what it was before the pandemic. I think people have gotten a little more confident that they can do it. Um, I personally know that um, it feels like a lot of people want to rush to get back to the office. Um, and, um, uh, and so I'm, I'm hoping with um, some of the changes that, you know, we have in with the government regulations that um, there could be some shift. Now, as you and I said, some of this is like new. So I don't, I'm not quite sure, you know, how quick it's going to happen, but it certainly feels like, you know, people can start getting back in the office soon. Yeah. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think that uh, the way people think about things uh, right now uh, are going to change. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, two weeks ago, uh, we were all scared and wearing masks. And now all of a sudden, a lot of us are starting in, trying to get used to not wearing masks or that if we're vaccinated. And I think the thoughts toward uh, companies and employees thoughts towards office are going to change over the next, uh, you know, couple of years. And I think in some cases, it'll take a while. But uh, in some cases, it'll happen faster where people are concerned about their careers. So they yeah. want to be in the office, or people want to be social, be in the office or the Leadership will look at the top line and bottom line numbers, the productivity, and want their people in the office. And I think uh, they'll realize that the, the people cost, uh, personnel cost, is a lot higher than the real estate. And that turnover and lack of production will cause office demand to increase, come back over time. How long that takes, I guess, is a good question. But I'd like to ask you, too, about uh, the reports uh, forecast on uh, retail. Obviously, uh, retail was hit hard. You mentioned there's a lot of um, money out there that uh, consumers have a lot of money and a lot of saved up money. Uh, and uh, so uh, is retail going to bounce back? Uh, what do yeah. you guys see there? Well, I, it, one, one thing I think the report does pretty well is it is um, it recognizes a couple of things. First of all, that, that retail was being challenged a bit before COVID with, you know, online shopping, more online shopping. I, I think it got more headlines before COVID um, than it probably deserved in certain circumstances. Me personally, I believe it was a nice headline. And so um, it leads, people gravitated. It leads, it leads, right? Yeah. But, but the report recognizes too that you've got to look at retail you can't look at it all together that there's you know you got the class a 
um, regional malls that, you know, I wouldn't bet against those, those guys. Um, they've, they've continued to show that they can be resilient. And then you've got things like, you know, grocery anchored shopping, I'm sorry, grocery anchored um, malls. And they're obviously very different than other retail. Um, so I, the, the trends, though, I think we think are here to stay. Some of the trends that happened and accelerated uh, during the pandemic, like think about the curbside pickup and, um, you know, some of the the services, additional services that retail um, owners tried to bring to make it an easier, you know, way in and out um, for users. And um, we think that, um, you know, especially for some of the, let's talk about the malls. I mean, this is all going to be about a little bit about the vaccines and how, how comfortable people get with, you know, having entertainment again. And then really making those places, places of destinations for entertainment. You see a lot of, you know, curation that's happening to move towards that way to become, um, you know, destinations. Um, clearly the bankruptcies, some of the bankruptcies this last year are concerned, but um, like I said, and, and tenant quality is going to be a differentiator, but like I said, um, some of the, some of the bigger players in the space have been pretty tenacious over time. So, we recognize that there's, you know, some longer term trends that they're going to have to shift and they're going to have to shift so that the, that the real users of retail come back and visit. That's where they'll be able to prove the value. Yeah. We're talking with Jeff Smith, U.S. real estate lead with Deloitte about the report expectations and market realities in real estate 2021 that comes out every year. And, and Jeff, you spent a lot of time in uh, Boston and, and Chicago. Uh, what did the report indicate to you about the future of uh, large cities? Well, coming off of the pandemic, it seems like almost every trend um, for larger cities and for central business districts or, hey, there's, there's a little bit of decline here as, you know, people figure out where it is that they want to live, work, and, and play. Um, um, but the, but the, the report in the, in, the, in the facts from that the report kind of brings out that it hasn't been as significant of uh, a decline, at least over the last 12 months, as one would have expected. Now, going forward, I think what we're seeing is we are seeing those trends um, come into play. Like you're, you're, I'm sure you're seeing that you know suburban office um, uh, rates are, are increasing while um, you know CBD is uh, closer to flat. I think we're seeing that you know as it comes to apartment sector that the high rise is is down a bit, but. Um, you know, the apartment rentals, which is more suburban, has increased. Um, and that there's, there is a flock to some of the, the retail centers that are out in, in the suburbs, like I was mentioning before, some of the grocery anchored uh, centers. Yeah, I'm a, a commercial real estate broker of uh, 35 years, and uh, I lead a team that sells office buildings. And to your point, We've, we're selling some suburban office buildings uh, around Metro Atlanta, around uh, West Palm Beach, um, and uh, they're they're full, uh, they're vibrant, uh, they're doing well, and investors are buying them, and lenders are loaning on them. 
Um, yeah, Michael, but, you bring up a good point. It really mm-hmm. does depend too on you know some of those next tier um, uh, cities are are thriving, like you said. Yeah, yeah, those second tier where yeah. people didn't think they wanted to be, and and now they do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the things that like investors, when you're, when they're thinking about where they need to go, they've got to follow the, the market trends. They've got to understand what the trends are, use the data that, that we have and sift through it. Yeah. Well, and one of the property types that uh, everybody's kind of curious about too are, are hotels. Um, so what's the report tell us about the hospitality industry? The report acknowledges that hospitality was arguably, you know, the hardest hit. And um, that it's going to take some time for the hospitality industry to get back. A lot of this really depends upon business travel. That's the key. And um, that, at the time when we issued the report, didn't think that that could flip a switch. Now, again, I'm personally interested. As soon as the airlines figure out a way for masks to be removed on airplanes, you may we may see that pick up a lot more. But um, a lot of companies have recognized that um, they can save some money by doing, you know, video conferencing and other. So it's going to take some time. Um, but there could be some possible pent up demand. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, um, I, I think a lot of this all comes down to people feeling safe, feeling safe to travel, you know, getting getting those conferences offline which I hate and get them back into, you know, the, the hotels and the centers where we like to meet and um, you know, share yeah. some time together. Yeah. We just uh, recently announced uh, or yesterday, uh, no mask requirements in our common areas at our office and uh, talking about, you know, how people are going to feel safe. So 49 of my folks were like, yeah, that's so great. Fantastic. Thank you. And then one said, Whoa, it's way too early. It's too dangerous, Michael. Yeah. You know, it's one, one thing that you talked about earlier too, that I just, I think is so fascinating is we've learned, we, we've learned things over the last year. We're like, uh, and now we've got to kind of unlearn some of these protocols that, that we got so used to. It's the first time any of us are going through anything like this. And um, so it's going to be a change just to even, you know, I think twice when I'd say, okay, is, is it really okay for me to take my mask off? <laughs> no. It almost feels weird, right? Yeah. Like, where's my mask? It's nice to see the smiles though. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. So, so Jeff, it, from being involved in this uh, report and then out here talking about it, what's a big takeaway for you um, moving forward? I think my biggest takeaway, and I've got to credit, Ken Riggs for this um, from RERC. He said it on the webcast, and I just I I thought about it. I thought it was brilliant. You know, he he reminded everyone that you know about every ten years something happens big that impacts real estate, either directly or indirectly. And he he gave me an example back in the eighties. You know, we had the the oil bust, and then in the nineties we had the financial services crisis. 2000, you had the, the dot-com bust, and then obviously we all know about the recession in 2008 and 2009, and then we've got this. And just how, you know, real estate's rebounded. I've, like, spent some time thinking about why is that? Why does real estate always rebound? And I just think it comes down to something as simple as real estate's such 
a fundamentally important part of our human daily, you know, experiences and lives that it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, when you think about all of the great things that happen in life, there's usually a real estate element. Um, people are going to have to shift, like we talked about in some of these sectors, there's going to have to be some shifts. And, um, but that the real estates, it's, it's going to, it's going to get through this. And, and in some sectors, it's already, you know, thriving. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term it's hard to, to bet against uh, real estate. Plus it has leverage and inflation, uh, working for it as well. So overall then from the report, uh, outlook, Rosie. Mediocre, positive. I, I got to be honest. When we asked the the respondents, it was pretty mediocre. But when you look at the data that was in there, I think that the data was pretty um, rosy. And, and when I say rosy again, it's sector by sector. But in general, that you know, real estate, the, the sectors that got hit hard got hit hard early, and um, now the trends are is that. Um, they'll be able to work through most of it. Most of them will be able to work through it. Final question for you. Was there anything in the report or uh, in the respondents' views about the impact of potential um, tax rate changes, capital gains rates, uh, um, 1031 changes, anything there? There wasn't anything in there. Um, I'll tell you, we're keeping a real close eye on it. In, 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 in particular, the 1031. Um, I, I can't speak for everyone, but it, it just feels like something that's been so fundamental to real estate, and that's been in the tax code for you know 100 years or so. That that's going to be something hard to take away. And and I know that we've got a lot of good industry groups that understand how important that is. Um, plus, you know, ags on board, so um, there's a lot of lobbying for making sure that, that, that Congress understands, you know, how important, you know, items like that are. Well, I hope, I hope they, it gets through to them because I think that icing on the cake of, uh, those, those deferred, uh, taxes, uh, they just look at the icing on the cake and don't see the four or five layers of revenue under it that they'll be losing. Uh, it could be enticing for the government to go after it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for the information and uh, thanks for being involved in this report and, uh, and sharing the highlights with us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Michael. All right. And thank you for uh, joining us today. We'll put a link to the report uh, on the show website at CREshow.com. Please share it. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to learn more about the 1031 exchange and what's going on there and how it could impact real estate, the economy, jobs, uh, neighborhoods, uh, uh, check out CREshow.com and look for our show uh, on the 1031 exchange and uh, share it uh, with your friends and get the word out there. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's commercial real estate show. If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. 
visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.